the market name is Pong Yu Lee's Market. It's translated in my language, it's called Friendly's Market. <laughs> I'm not sure we're friendly, but we try to. <laughs> I'm Lisa Morehouse, and this is California Foodways. On the edge of town of Marysville in Yuba County, there's a market, and its shelves are bursting with ingredients for all kinds of Asian foods, an inventory that would rival Asian grocery stores in big cities. Four shelves of coconut milk, four more of hot sauces, specialty vegetables and herbs from local Hmong farmers, a whole corner of the store dedicated to rice, an entire aisle of noodles. If you wind your way through the candy aisle, you'll find a small, bustling kitchen in the back corner. And that's where I became a fan of the dishes made here and the woman behind them. On a road trip about five years ago, I was driving down Highway 99 around lunchtime when I found Lee's Market and the little restaurant in the back. I've probably visited 10 times since then, bringing friends, eating down the menu, and chatting with Koo Lee in the kitchen. When I arrived this time, she's prepping to-go dishes. In this bowl is uh, my frying, deep fried chicken leg quarter. And I'm packing that one with uh, sticky rice for $6. Other options with sticky rice, spicy lao sausage, ribs. This is a steamed fish. This is Lao style. Stuffed with spicy pepper, cilantro, dill, lime leaves, ginger, garlic. Ku is so busy, I have to interview her while she cooks. There's been a stream of in-person and phone customers since I came in at noon. And Ku tells me she and her helper, Nana, prepared 60 or 70 takeout items this morning, and they're already sold out. This part right here I'm making, we call the kupong, is the chicken curry soup go with the noodle. A curry she made last night after customers were gone. It took almost uh, three hours just to do the paste. I slow cook my curry paste and after uh, so long, then you have, you got all this red yummy stuff right here. It will last her a couple of days. I asked her to describe the types of cuisine on the menu. I think we had a combination of Thai, Laos, and Hmong food that we serve here. We live in Laos and we, we share Laos food. And Laos and Thailand share a border. Laos and Thai are similar. They are almost like families. A lot of what people in the U.S. think of as Thai food originated in Laos or is cooked by Lao chefs. Because I guess Thai are more, I, I'm not sure popular is the word, but it's because they are more well-known, not too many people know Hmong. She says traditional Hmong food is more home cooking. Dishes like pork ribs with mustard greens and chicken with herbs like mugwort and Okinawa spinach. We eat a lot of Lao and Thai food too. Oh, uh, Lee's Market is a family affair. Over the years, I've met her son working the front counter. Today, it's her husband. It just keep us both on our feet all day long. A few of her 10 grandchildren poke their heads in to say hi. 
or deliver a phone order. This granddaughter, Koo tells me, likes to pose and dance. My grandson, where are you going? Her grandson cries when he sees this strange white lady holding a microphone. <laughs> he goes, what is going on? I thought I want to see my grandma. Koo reaches a paddle into one of the 20 cup rice cookers she uses to keep her steamed sticky rice warm. She squeezes a bit in her palm and hands it to him. Oh, that's too much in your mouth. <laughs> and it soothes him. I don't know, I've been eating sticky rice in my whole life. Back, back when I was my childhood, we don't even have anything to eat with the sticky rice, just a hot sauce and sticky rice. Because she grew up in the middle of a civil war. I, I was born, um, not exactly know the month, but it was 1967. But I was born in the uh, difficult time where we have to escape from place to place. The people of Laos, including Hmong, were deeply divided between communist leaders and those loyal to the royal family. North and South Vietnamese military forces participated in the fighting too, and Laos became a Cold War battleground between the United States and the Soviet Union. The CIA recruited and trained 30,000 Laotians, mostly Hmong, to fight communists, and in covert missions, the U.S. dropped two million tons of cluster bombs on parts of Laos. And I was born in the most popular hometown, Longjing, for the Hmong people. And then we keep moving, moving, moving. I know my dad's in the military for the CIA. He's a soldier. But Ku is hesitant to talk too much about the past. I don't want to go into that story because I might say it wrong because a lot of people out there, they know a lot. You were also a little girl. I'm just a little girl. I don't know much about it. She does remember there was only a little food, that sticky rice and hot sauce. Or soup, like mustard green soup and regular rice. All sweet will be like sugar cane, papaya, sweet potato. When the communists won the war in 1975, Ku's family, like a full quarter of the country, became refugees. Because my dad's in the military or the soldier, he can't stay in Laos no more, or else they're gonna took him, and uh, they took a lot of people, and they never come back. Ku was eight or nine when her family went to a refugee camp in Thailand. Originally, the family moved to Michigan. In the 80s, she got married, came to California, and started her own family. Her husband's brothers own stores like this one in Fresno and Sacramento, and so the couple decided to open Lee's Market in Marysville. We chose here because there is Hmong population here and not too many market here. At the time, refugee resettlement policy was to disperse Hmong people all over the U.S., sometimes in small towns, away from others in their community. But many families later moved closer to each other, to places like Detroit, Merced, and Stockton, for support. And Hmong neighborhoods grew in agricultural places like the Sacramento Valley, too. Ku had no intention of serving made-to-order food at Lee's Market. At first, she just wanted a little kitchen to prep some takeout food, like sausage and sticky rice. 
but word of mouth spread and Ku expanded her menu and put in some seating. At first, it was more like the Hmong population, the, the Cambodia population, but right now it become everybody's store. Hi, how are you? A longtime customer named Alexis Heflin places an order, and Ku asks, how spicy? And they want not too spicy, not too sour. Some people, they will tell me exactly how they want it. But this is not like you make a hamburger that everything is just put the same thing. Uh, we do per customer requesting. Like this papaya salad. Who begins to pound ingredients in a mortar and pestle, beginning with tomatoes and a sauce. Crab, shrimp paste, uh, the fish, anchovy, all that mixed together. Then salt, sugar, garlic, pepper, and peanuts. And what I'm just grabbing right now is the green papaya. Which she shredded last night to have ready for today. I know her for a long time, so I know she likes my papaya. I have to get that every time I come. Alexis is here with her sister, Haley. We've been coming here since we're like five, and I'm 16, she's 20 now, yeah. Alexis has had papaya salad at other places, but it doesn't compare to Koo's, the one she grew up on. She puts a special touch in it. <laughs> so this one goes to my lab. Oh, I always get the trifecta. You gotta have the beef lob, the papaya salad, and sticky rice. That's, that's the holy trinity right there. <laughs> Bryce Moody has been a loyal customer of Koo's for more than 15 years. We've watched each other's kids grow up. He says when his sons were really small, they weren't interested in trying these dishes. So he'd pick up fast food for them before stopping at Lee's Market. I'd eat, you know, the food here and they'd eat their Happy Meal. But Bryce says now they're hooked on Koo's cooking too. When Ku was a child, she never would have believed that food would be her livelihood. I'm like a tomboy playing with my brother, and so I wasn't paying attention to cooking. I wasn't a good girl like how my mom wanted. I'm a naughty girl. I play like a boy. I, you had an independence. I'm so independent myself. <laughs> and with that, Ku is done talking about herself. She brings me an order of delicious kapoon that chicken noodle curry and turns back to the stove to take care of all of the orders coming in. That's it for this episode of California Foodways. This story was reported and produced by me, Lisa Morehouse. It originally aired on the California Report magazine on KQED. Our theme music is by Takanobu. We're funded in part by California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. You can learn more at calhum.org. To hear more stories, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and visit our website, californiafoodways.com.